Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys. Let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Go ahead. When you're telling these little stories, have a point. Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty, joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. What's up, man? Oh, I'm excited to talk about this week. I bet. I bet you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet you're not. Yeah, that's a good uh, intuition you got there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little overwhelmed, but that was obviously by design this past Monday night. Um, I guess we'll just get right into talking about this whole thing, mess of a situation. Sure, I don't know if it's a mess, but yeah, we could talk about it. Well, I guess it depends on perspective. <laughs> so basically, my whole thing, the reason I'm especially passionate about Ronda versus Becky being a singles match, which of course we basically know now it isn't, um, <laughs> is because Royal Rumble, the night after Royal Rumble on Raw, they laid the groundwork perfectly for a singles feud, which is obviously what a lot of us were hoping for going into that weekend. And I guess the way that McMahon did what he did on Monday kind of indicates to me that like that was by design. They wanted to get our hopes up for a singles match and then pull the rug out from under us, but I just don't understand why. And I'm kind of like just exhausted at the idea that now we have they like they basically have story to tell between now and WrestleMania to get to the match that we know is gonna happen. But I wish, you know, why can't we just set up a match the night after Rumble and like figure out a way to tell a story between the people involved? question mark is that is it my turn i mean do you unless you want me to keep going like i you know i know i'm kind of yeah please it's your <laughs> well turn. i just don't want to cut you off that's no all. yeah i i think i've about consolidated the way i feel about this situation um so yes i think that the night after the rumble there was a great promo between becky and ronda it even drummed my interest in a singles match of course um I have been a proponent of a triple threat from the beginning, but I never said that a singles match was bad or the wrong move or Becky doesn't deserve it. I was not in that camp. I don't think anyone's in that camp. Yeah, no. But um, doubtful. Uh, what, so I, I obviously I'm. I knew Charlotte would be added. Uh, people didn't for whatever reason. I don't know why. Not you. I think you knew that yeah. she would have been added eventually after um, last week. But people were really passionate about that, and I'm. A little confused why. I guess not everyone watches the product as intently as we do. Um, yeah, I think it's because they, you know, the Rumble the night after, they kind of promised us a singles match, and now they're walking it back. That's why people were intent on it, I feel like. Yeah, it's not the first time they've chained WrestleMania plans that went added other people, though. I mean, that's yeah. where the whole, like, being a wrestling fan paying attention comes into play. Um, yeah, but I they think, almost always make it worse. Sorry, go ahead. I think, I mean, I've said this for several weeks, um, and uh, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, I think Charlotte has been intertwined in this since November. Eh. I think that they have kept her in the picture ever since Ronda won. They definitely tried to. The uh, I'm sorry, ever since Becky won the Rumble. Um, because right after that, Ronda, Becky, great promo, which was great. Um, yeah. The next night on SmackDown, Charlotte was there. Yeah. And it was not uh, for no reason. Um, I more have an issue with how she was added. I think it's weird that Triple H and Stephanie did all this stuff, and then Vince came out looking very, like, uninterested and, like, dropped this bombshell in a very, like, nonchalant way. Yeah. Uh, I felt like there was no oomph to it. So I had more of an issue with the execution. I think the whole, you know, you want a singles match, I want a triple threat. I don't think it's worth debating the reasons why. Right. Um, Been there, done that. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, um, I wish I could say know, the same. I've, I've stated that I think Charlotte has been a uh, major player, the major player in the women's 
uh, evolution, whatever you want to call it these days. Um, yeah. I think Becky Lynch is undoubtedly the most over person in the company. I think that that's only been as of recently. And there's an argument that people should be rewarded WrestleMania season who have done that. Um, you made an argument that Seth Rollins should have not been given. I mean, you came around to it eventually, but we battled on the idea of Seth Rollins not being up to par to face Brock Lesnar a few months ago. But yeah, and I feel like yeah. the same conversation can be applied to Becky. The only reason why it can't be is because Rollins was always a major player in the men's division and Becky was not yeah. that major. I think Becky's done great work. I don't think she does not deserve to be in this position that she's in, but I think that the first ever women's main event should have Charlotte included. And I don't think that she should be included for no reason. I think that the storytelling has, although not been the best, she has been there and there is a logical reason why a triple threat should happen. Yeah. And I kind of remain on that, on that stance. Right. Right. I, yeah. I don't want to get too deep into debating whether or not it should happen. It's going to be a triple threat now. And I feel like I made my case as to why I thought it should be a singles match. The idea of, you know, the reason that I pushed back against Rollins when we when that conversation was still up in the air is because I felt like nobody was particularly chomping at the bit for Rollins to be the top guy right now, where kind of the opposite is true with Becky, you know? Like, as far as a comparison between them go, I feel like everyone, you know, not everyone, clearly, but the vast majority of fans are kind of chomping at the bit to see Becky versus Ronda one-on-one at WrestleMania and to have Becky get her time in the sun. You know, Rollins... I don't know. I just feel like the company's kind of taken Rollins for granted through the years. And at this point, I'm just tired of it. So I guess that's where my, you know, pushback against Rollins came from. I understand that. And one thing that I'm also not understanding is the comparisons with Roman Reigns and Charlotte. I think there are two like completely different, um, not you specifically. I mean, it's been said all over the internet on that. Zoning it on you. Right. Um, but I do think that. I, I, I get it from the standpoint that Charlotte has been at the forefront, but the only other match that she was included in that people were mad at was the SummerSlam match. But that almost adds to the story where we are now, that it keeps happening, and she's a heel. So people are supposed to dislike this choice. Right, but that doesn't remotely justify it. And by the way, that's why she's Charlotte Reigns, because she's right now the face of Vince overruling what he knows fans want. I do think we'll get Becky and Ronda eventually. I understand it's not at WrestleMania. Uh, but again, like you said, there's no need to debate. Yeah, like we both keep saying while we're still debating. How did you feel about the way it went about? What I would have done is I would have just had Vince McMahon suspend Becky and leave it open about who would replace her and have Charlotte beat the shit out of Ronda after she beats Ruby Riot this Sunday at Elimination Chamber. Whoa, spoiler alert. Not have Vince McMahon just name her. Because well, I get that like that's where the heat comes into play, and she's a heel, and it plays up to the internet's opinions about Vince picking Charlotte and giving her the Roman treatment already. But I just felt it was done in a very half-assed manner. Yeah, I kind of like that. If if I think I know what you're talking about with the half-assed manner. Like, I kind of like that he's just... You know, I, I don't know. I kind of like... You know, I hate what he said and the implications of it, but I like... That if they're going to go this route that, again, I don't think they should go, he's at least leaning into the perception, which, like you said, is, you know, um, the idea that Charlotte is, like, handpicked and he doesn't like Becky. And the nonchalant manner with which he delivered it was kind of, for me, spoke to the idea that he's just like, I'm Vince McMahon and what I say goes, you know? Yeah, but I mean, remember that we had, I mean, I always thought that these angles were leading up to Becky finally talking back to Vince. And there was a few weeks ago where Vince did the same thing where he undermined Becky. And I feel like 
all the work they're putting in to make her this stone cold anti-authority angle. I just feel like her character should have went back at Vince, not threw the mic down and just accepted it and left the ring. Yeah. Um, honestly, man, so that I, I, I didn't like, I really, I don't think like, I don't want to say they're going out of their way to book Becky badly, but like they're not making, sh- they're not really taking care to protect this buzz that she has right now. In my opinion, with the way she's being booked. Like, you know, having her apologize, I like that she apologized because it's different. It's not what you were expecting. But I feel like, you know, that we can pretty much end the Stone Cold comparisons because he that's something he never would have done, you know? Right. True. Um, but just, you know, when she didn't talk back to McMahon a couple weeks ago, tapping out to Asuka and then challenging Ronda, like, I don't know. I, a lot of it is up in the air depending on where they're going with this. But I feel like, I don't want to say they're purposely booking her badly, but they're at the very least majorly taking her support for granted right now. At the very least. Like, he's they're worried about Becky least out of the three of them. They're leaning into the Charlotte thing and the booze that she's inevitably going to get for being thrust into this situation against the wills of the masses. But the way that they did it, specifically to me, the way if I think about why they did it, I think it's because they're trying to get the people back on Ronda's side as much as possible. Because yeah, now I, they yeah, framed yeah. they framed it like... Uh, Becky and Ronda, by the end of Raw, were basically aligned against Vince and Charlotte with what you know with this bombshell that Vince dropped. Did you like that though? No, not really. Okay, I me mean, neither. I I also didn't like the backstage segment with Ronda and Becky where she's like putting her arm on her shoulder, and at least Becky like reacted accordingly. But I, I just continue to dislike the presentation of Ronda. Yeah, I yeah, I wish they would have just done what we said, like t- slowly turned her heel. That's why I don't like this, is because. I think the people were naturally turning against Ronda. I think they should have leaned into that, you know, slowly have her get more and more annoyed and kind of reveal this like sense of that she's like above it as WrestleMania approaches with the one-on-one match. This is just I mean, yeah, I I also don't like how they how she's being booked. Yeah. So um yeah, um <laughs> and then I guess we could talk about I mean, I don't know how we run. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, the main thing is that there's a pay-per-view on Sunday. But Charlotte came out the next night. I did like what she said. I think that she completely took the route that she needs to at this point. Um, she delivered it well. I thought she had excellent crowd control. And, I mean, we're meant to hate her right now, and we do. And I think that she helped. Uh, well, not we. I don't. I love it. But the main <laughs> people, the normal wrestling fans, right? Um, uh, were booing. And I think that, um, I think I like how they, even on WrestleMania Twitter account, they've taken Becky completely out of the graphic and it looks like it's a singles match. And obviously it's going to be Becky and Charlotte at Fastlane with Ronda either interfering to beat up both of them or just a no count out. I think it's pretty clear that's how that's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a waste to even get there. I would have just had Vince... Did you think that he was going to announce a triple threat right then and there? Because that's what I thought. When he was like, that would be a good match, but an even better match would be hitting this girl. That's where I thought it was going. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I didn't. I just, I knew something was the way Becky and Triple H and Stephanie kind of left it. Like, you knew already something. There's no way they're going to end Raw like this. So I was just kind of, I wasn't even thinking ahead. I was just like, uh oh, where's this going? You know? Yeah. 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 Um,. It's bizarre. It's, it's, I, I gotta say, you know, I can appreciate Vince's at least like he's, he's developing a sense of self, you know, like the way he's perceived. He's kind of getting a better yes. sense of how he's perceived and he seems more willing than he ev- has ever been to lean into it. Cause this seems like something, 
I think I've said before, like they, they should have done with Reigns three years ago, like you might as well have. Um, but I guess that's that's what you don't like about it, right? No, I mean, well, that's where the comparisons to Reigns I don't understand because Vince would never come out on TV when he knows, well, maybe he doesn't know what the internet is saying, but he knows, I'm sure people are backstage are informing him what the internet is saying and then doing that. Like he's never, I mean, of course he could never do it because Roman Reigns has always been positioned as a baby face and it works in Charlotte's favor this way. But yeah, um, Yeah, I I mean, this is is what it is, kind of. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't like that. You know, the, just the idea that, like, the reason I think they did this is is to help the perception of Ronda and to, like, fill time between now and WrestleMania as opposed to setting up a match now and just, you know, using the time to just tell a story, like, challenging themselves to tell a story. Yeah. Like I mean, I just think, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could have booked, I mean, what I would have done is I would have announced a triple threat match. Had Charlotte, you know, beat up Ronda, so the so the story is now a little bit more in Charlotte and Ronda for the time being. And then at Fastlane, I would have done like a contract signing as like a whole segment. Um, yeah. And I think that you could have in the middle had had you know training videos, and I, I think you could have. I don't think that you know. I think you're right why they did it this way, but yeah. um, it's still kind of like we know where this is going. Like really, yeah, um, totally. Do you think there's any chance before we uh, move on? Do you think there's any chance that they do Charlotte and Becky and Asuka interferes, and they completely swerve us, and they still do Ronda and Becky one on one. No, and no. and Asuka and Asuka helps Becky win because Asuka won Charlotte at WrestleMania to no. get her win back. No, I don't think so. Do you think they should? Do I? Would you yeah. like that? Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, again, if if they were gonna do that, I would have rather just make the make the match and not involve Charlotte in the first place. You know. Yeah, but at least, like, the internet, and, well, I keep saying the internet, people are all mad right now, and I feel like it'd be a total swerve that everyone's expecting a triple threat match, whereas Asa's kind of been on the on the, on the the outside, she still needs an opponent, she lost to Charlotte last year, there's a built-in story for why she would want to beat Charlotte this year, and Asuka's almost like a hero because she's giving everyone the match that they want, while giving us another great secondary women's title match. Yeah, no, um, at this point. I still want Charlotte in this match, but I would be totally happy if that happened. I just don't think it will. Yeah, no, I don't think it will either. In fact, that kind of seems like an idea that I would come up with out of desperation to just get it back the way I want it. So thanks. Yeah, because you don't even really because you don't even really want Charlotte and Oscar either. You just don't like Charlotte at all this year. It's not that I don't want Charlotte and Oscar. It's just <laughs> I think that the rivalry Becky and Ronda should have been preserved at all costs, and I just didn't really feel a need for Charlotte and Oscar particularly. Yeah, all to right. be done again. Well, okay. Um, Sorry. Let's get to some other stuff on Raw before breaking down the Elimination Chamber card. Well, I mean, the only other big thing that isn't related to Elimination Chamber is that there was a Raw tag team title match that was criminally underpromoted. Yeah. That was an incredible match that I literally was saying last week I want them to have, and they literally did the week yeah. after I said it. Yeah, you're a prophet. Um, it was phenomenal. And the Revival are new Raw tag team champions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely like spoiled. That? I spoiled it for myself on Twitter, like I always do, because I'm an asshole. Yeah, force of um, habit. I'm very angry that this was not done on the pay per view. Might as well have, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I doesn't. I'm not saying it undersells Arrival at all, but I feel like the story that they've been telling, and although the rival are heels, Vince knows that people want to see them as champions, yeah. and the the i mean they were trending on twitter the reaction was great the match was great i just think i would have put it on a bigger spotlight and promoted it a bit more at yeah. least give it a graphic yeah because it was like the pseudo main event 
the wrestling main event at least. And like, I didn't even know it was happening until it happened. I don't know if that was Vince's intention to like yeah. pull the wool over our, our, our faces, but um, that's my only issue. And it's a small one. Um, right. I'm excited. I don't know. I mean, after this feud is over, cause I'm assuming a rival holds onto it. I don't know who they face going forward. I'm assuming a tag team has to be called up from NXT after WrestleMania at this point. Oh yeah, I would think. I mean, unless heavy machinery stays on Raw, and that's the next feud. But um, uh, yeah, I love this. It was a great match. Um, I just wish it got a bigger spotlight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was. Were you surprised that? Oh no, you said you spoiled it on Twitter. Yeah. Um. To be honest, if I was watching it live, I kind of wouldn't have been so surprised that they did it, just because how many times can they do this match with like a, a shitty finish? Yeah. Yeah, I was um, kind of thinking the same thing. Watching. Yeah. It. But I guess I can't really speak to that since I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And as the match progressed and it was just like such a phenomenal match, it just I just kind of got the sense like, you know, they weren't going to end it the way they have been ending them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really um, was a phenomenal match. Uh, other things, the Rollins and Heyman segment I would have pushed to next week. I would have just let Rollins have a week off and do a little video package, maybe longer than they did. Um, it didn't really accomplish much. The only thing that I, I noticed, and I don't think it means anything, is that Rollins alluded to the fact that he would go to stop at all costs to beat Brock at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I kind of foreshadowed, like, thought they were foreshadowing maybe a heel turn of some sort. Um, but, I mean, it really wouldn't be a heel turn if he beats Brock Lesnar, so I guess that doesn't make sense. Well, but, yeah, it might not be a heel turn, but he did say that he would sell his... He, he kind of alluded to he would yes. sell his soul to the devil and yes. go to hell to make sure Lesnar doesn't leave with the title. Between that and his taking Paul Heyman's line of, that's not a prediction, it's a spoiler, did you get the impression like Heyman might turn on Brock? Well, I guess that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at. That like, yeah. But if Rollins, but would that be to align with Rollins and would Rollins get booed for that? I feel like Heyman would have to be babyface from that point forward. Yeah, yeah, I can't you know? see them aligned, but I definitely don't think Rollins would get booed for that for sure. Right, but I did think that's the exact line I'm talking about. So. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Definitely, definitely, it was a really good, you know, segment. It got me hyped for the match for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ambrose, that whole thing. Um, I, I don't know if it's like he's definitely leaving, and they're just kind of just not caring about his character anymore. Um, right. You know, uh, Rollins is the only one that out of the Shield that Lesnar hasn't beaten at WrestleMania. Um, oh yeah. That's not the reason they gave why Ambrose said Slay the Beast, but that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, because after all the work of turning on him after Roman's leukemia announcement and all of that, you know, awful character work that they did to build to their feud that was poorly conceived. Right. I just didn't really find much of a reason for Ambrose to say that. Uh, although I did text you saying that Ambrose was being a baby face at live events. So it didn't yeah. shock me, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Ambrose at WrestleMania. Uh, we know that they're doing Ambrose and Nia Jax at live events, apparently. Um, yeah, apparently. So I don't know what, I mean, I guess if he's leaving, they don't really care. Um, yeah. He got, he got a win back against EC3 in a similar fluke-like manner. Did you notice, um, did you notice how he was kind of playing the face role in that match? EC3 was yeah, kind of playing the heel? I did. Yep. So that's interesting. Was it a double turn? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, EC3 should definitely be a heel, so I hope it is. Yeah, same here. Um, I think the fans like Ambrose enough where he would easily get cheered the minute he wants to officially turn babyface, so that's right. not a problem. Yeah, um, no, definitely not. EC3 needs to stop singing his entrance song on the way out. 
Oh, I meant to ask you, did you like his entrance now that it was like a full entrance with no chairs? Or you still hate it? I'm still not a big fan. Just because he's, he's like obsessed with the, the letters on the Titantron. And I also think that when he does that turn, I don't know, they should do a better job of capturing his uh, profile, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's just, I don't know, those are my notes. He, he's just too into his name, too into the EC3. Like, it's your name. It's cool, but like, yeah. I don't know. They, um... They did Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross. Very weird that Nikki Cross is playing a heel last week. All these, I don't like the way they did this NXT call up where like they're all on different brands. And yeah. Lacey Evans was in the first, not the first, was in the, oh yeah, the first entrant in the Women's Rumble this year and had a great showing and is like nowhere to be seen. I don't know if that's because Vince wasn't happy with her, but I think that's weird that like she's the one who I feel like has the most momentum out of all of them and she's the least being focused. Exposed. Yeah. Um, I just think that's weird. Um, Ruby Wright and Nikki Cross had a great match, but I have a really big problem with they, them doing the cutaway segment. I have a big problem with for any match for them doing that, no matter who it is. I think it's it's just automatically tells the audience that they don't matter. And yeah. the issue is that not only that, but it's the number one contender to the person who is interrupting the segment, who's not even watching or scouting the opponent. Yeah. Well. I mean, which goes to show you how like why is this match even happening? Then like Ronda Rousey doesn't need to be defending the title. Then on, honestly, like I I did you not? I I already kind of feel that way. Like I know what you mean, and you're right. But in this specific case, why is this match even happening? I mean, no, well, I agree with that too. But like at least try to if if you're making it, then then try and give us something yeah. to work with. Is what I mean. And and speaking of this match, Charlotte, like I I was I was already thinking sucks for Ruby Riot because. There's nobody watching that doesn't know she has 0% chance of winning already. But after Charlotte's promo on Tuesday night where she said, uh, I'm going to be watching, I'm going to, I want to see who I face at WrestleMania and winks at the camera. I'm like, are you kidding me? Ruby Riot has 0% chance with help from Charlotte now? Sucks for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like, I mean, unless, did you get that impression? Like, that's what she means? She's going to try to fuck Ronda? You know, over? Fuck her over? Um, I mean... I think she was just saying that. I mean, I would hope that her character would want to face Ronda, but I guess now that she's a heel. She would want the easier opponent. Yeah. If you remember, Ruby Riot was in this exact position last year in that like transitional mini feud to get to the main event of WrestleMania, not main event, a title match at WrestleMania and against Charlotte at Fastlane. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It was a good, it was a good match, but she was never going to win. Yeah. That's obviously how they see her. Yeah. And then I think the last big talking point would be that there's a handicap match for the IC title. Um, I, yeah. I, I must have missed when this match was made. Was it made online through .com? Or? I honestly guess I missed it too. When they started talking about it Monday night, that's when I heard. So do we think that it's going to be Finn pins Leo and then like Leo and Bobby have like a, a falling out and Leo gets pushed as a face on 205 Live? Well, Maybe. I didn't think that far ahead, but I was definitely thinking Finn pins Leo to win the title. Because, I mean, Bobby would have to be mad at Leo. Well, I mean, it's, you know... I mean, I would hope. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, I don't know. You would think that Finn would be at a disadvantage in this match since it's, you know, it's a handicap match. Yeah, and, and Leo is... I mean, although he hasn't really been presented as such on Raw outside of the good match that him and Finn had, but he's a great athlete, great uh, wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they do. When I heard about the match, I definitely thought that, you know, they should just have Bobby and Leo win just because, you know, it's smart to make the match to throw people off to make Finn might pin, uh, Finn might make people think Finn might pin Leo, but, you know, it's too predictable, I feel like. Yeah. 
Um, and then this led to all of a sudden the referees are caring about, I mean, they've done this finish literally with the revival five times in the past two months with, you know, cheating or whatnot. But now all of a sudden a ref comes out and is paying attention and watching raw this week yeah. backstage. Yeah. I hate when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just do like a segment in the ring and then make the six man match like they do all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, it kind of, yeah, it harkened back to just like something that they used to do way too often that they kind of have let up on. But yeah, I totally agree. And then they also announced Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Yeah, another pointless match. Very pointless. And also, did you have an issue with how it looked like Balor was about to squash Drew McIntyre? The way they presented that match? Yeah, definitely. That's 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 not good for McIntyre's perception leading to WrestleMania season. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Um yeah, they McIntyre, it's like it's like one week they it seems like they have big plans for him and they want to keep him strong, and then the next week it's like, yeah, we forgot about him. He's an afterthought. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like it. Yeah, um same here. And the only other thing that I saw in Raw, it's not a big talking point at all, just I wanted to say is that I really like the Elias Lucha House Party segment. Really? I did. You want to know why Lindsay Dorado, this isn't the reason why I liked it, but I don't know if you noticed when Lucha House Party was like, uh, I mean, I like when they utilize talent in different areas of the show, even if it doesn't always make total sense. Right. Um, so, you know, Lucha House Party, they're there. I don't know if they should be, but they are. And I don't know if you noticed, but Lindsay Dorado obviously has characters that he's essentially a cat. And yeah. when he was covering his ears, he covered the ear on his mask and not his actual ear. <laughs> Yeah. Um, very yeah. small detail, but I, I like when things like that happen. And totally. also, I, again, I think Elias's heel work continues to be great. I mean, I really didn't... I knew that something was going to happen, but that was pretty brutal. Yeah. When he hit... Uh, I don't think that that's a feud I want to see going forward. No. But I just... I don't know. I just thought it was a... I like how they try and... Like, with Elias getting cut off at different parts, like, they try and integrate him in, into the show in, like, unique-ish ways that I, I think I like and work for his character. That's all. Yeah, that's a fair way to look at it. For me, it just kind of felt like, you know, it's something to do with all these guys, but otherwise, like, I, you know, it would be great if he was in a program where he could, like, verbally spar with somebody for a few weeks and kind of build anticipation to their match. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, I wish Ambrose was a face. I think they'd have a great feud. Oh, man, yeah, they would have a great feud. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. But I guess if this is what we're getting, it's not it's not awful, I guess. It, it just felt very different for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that's all I have for Raw. Oh, what about EC3 and Elias? Like if Elias was still face or, you know. Yeah, that could be like a comedy. That could be similar to EC3 Velveteen Dream, if you know what I mean. That kind of style. Yeah. You know, where it's like serious, but also like tongue-in-cheek humor because their characters are both very um, eccentric, if you will. Yeah, good call, good yeah. word, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But no, I like that too. Yeah, and give them a chance to just like, you know, think on their feet and... and I don't know, just have fun with it. No, definitely. Because yeah. they're both great verbally. But um, should we, can we just, are you down to just uh, preview Elimination Chamber? We'll just talk about anything else from TV along the way. Um, I mean, well, the only other thing, I mean, really before that is uh, we talked about Charlotte. And yeah. uh, is, I mean, the gauntlet, I mean, I think the gauntlet match deserves some time. Not a lot of time, but like yeah, okay, Kofi, yeah. Kofi Kingston. I mean, wow. That yeah. was unexpected. Yeah. Oh, yo, oh my God. It was totally unexpected. Um, did, obviously, very reminiscent of Seth Rollins, which literally... Yeah, did he did he beat the record? Because they said he went over an hour, but they didn't say he beat Rollins' record. Oh, uh, no, I don't think... No, I, did he go over an hour? I thought he was like 50-something minutes. 
That's what I thought, but then they said sixty plus minutes. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I, I, I know was it, was a, it was a SmackDown record at least because they said it. Yeah, I'm um, sure but, they did. Yeah, um, but yeah, it just it just felt like that we just did this last year with Rollins. It was unexpected, and I was on the edge of my seat. But after the Samoa Joe thing, it was like, all right, what what are we? You know, is Kofi Kingston going to wrestle for one on one for the title at WrestleMania? Because otherwise, I don't see why we're doing this. I don't. Well, I agree with you. I don't think he should have beat Joe. I think Joe. That's where it should have it should have ended right. for sure. Yeah. Um, even putting AJ to the limit. That's the thing. I mean, New Day has been consistently over and sometimes integrated into main event feuds and the main event slots, and has you know definitely earned their keep as you know a great faction, um, a great tag team. Yeah. Um, all three of them. I mean, even Xavier Woods have had has had some standout moments in the group. Obviously, Kofi Kingston is the, is the veteran who's had the most accolades. Um, right. It would have been nice if they were maybe because I mean Ray and Andrade were nowhere to be found, and you know that I thought that one of them should have been in this match. Yeah, no, yeah, and I feel point. like I would have put Ray Mysterio in this spot, and then had Andrade screw him in the chamber, and that's how you lead to maybe even a WrestleMania match between them to pay off this feud. Yeah, as much as I'm glad that Kofi got got the spotlight, like you said, I don't think he's going to win. Um, no. I don't think anything's really going to happen with him going forward. Unfortunately. And I don't really think it'll matter in a few months. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So, but I mean, he still was phenomenal. I mean, not that I'm surprised, but yeah. it was nice to, it's nice to give a veteran like that some spotlight randomly when the opportunity arises, even if nothing comes of it, I feel. Yeah. Let me, okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think this is going to play into the story, or at least Kofi Kingston's part of the story of the Elimination Chamber match? And if so, does it not take anything away from Kofi, like, intelligence-wise? Because this, you know, the Gauntlet match, impressive showing, but it was six days before a big title match, and ultimately it wasn't for anything. Well, I mean, it was for the last entrance spot in the chamber. Right, well, well, yeah, which is I guess, something. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, well, see, no, but no, but but hold on, because I I was on your line of thinking last night, and I was thinking, and Corey Graves said it like he should preserve himself if he's in this chamber. But at that point, when you reach like the forty minute mark, I think you like have to win because now you need any advantage you can get in the chamber after going through this. So, if, yeah there's some inkling of like being the last person where, you know, other people can be tired in the match and you may be banged up. I feel like as a baby face, it made sense for him to then almost need to win and get that extra advantage after that long match. Yeah. I just, you know, logically there's no way he was going to. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's the hard thing about being a baby face is that, you know, do you just like give up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I had that. I had that similar train of thought. Live to fight another day. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's break down the chamber card because the other stuff is related to the chambers themselves. Totally. Uh, the the other matches on Raw and SmackDown that we haven't talked about. We have, we didn't speak about. Right. Um, do you want to talk about the women's tag team championship elimination chamber match? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Did you? Um, what? I actually had an interesting idea for wishful booking this match. Okay. So Bailey and Sasha are obviously going to start. I was thinking you could have them endure and, you know, not necessarily eliminate every other team, but make it till the end where they're really, you know, they, they barely eked out a victory or make it almost till the end before the last team comes in. Have they done, have they said who's going to be the last entry? Not for the women's match, no. Okay. I would have it be the Iconics 
and I me would have too. To, oh my god, I'm sorry. Go. No, yeah, you. Well, I mean, you could basically you could see where I'm going. They had they get a pretty easy victory over a team who's basically already beaten just because of luck of the draw. You know? Do you do you have them win the titles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought of it coming down to the iconics and Sasha and Bailey as well, and I did have. I, I do think that. And I love the Iconics to death, and I would be not mad at all if they won. But I think the story that they've been telling, and the not the best story that they've been telling with Sasha and Bailey, and it's been ups and downs, and I feel like they almost desperately need this win Yeah. at the same time. I mean, unless it's a short title reign, and then it's Sasha Bailey and Iconics at WrestleMania, and that's where like the feud starts, because like you just said, the Iconics got an, you know, an advantage, um, then that's okay. But I do think Sasha and Bailey need the titles at some point. Yeah. To pay off this whole, you know, this whole not journey. really being, yeah, which, I, you know, I'm, I've really not been a fan of what has happened to their characters. Um, yeah. You they, know, Sasha at least got to remind people of what she is at the Rumble, but, and Bailey the next night, but uh, I don't know. It just, it's been, eh, for it's me. It's been a long road. Yeah. And it's been it inc- inconsistent. Like, you know, it's, sometimes they're at the forefront, but sometimes they're an afterthought the McIntyre effect. Yeah. And I'm still not entirely convinced that there's this big blow off match. That's going to be coming down the road that I really want to happen. Well, there's no immediate plan for it. Clearly. Yeah. You know, like we um, thought that there was along the way at different points. My question is that, so the, the there's obviously Sasha is apparently nursing an injury in real life. I'm assuming they know that she's going to be cleared for Sunday. I'm really interested in the fact that she's cleared for Sunday and her first match back is going to be starting first in the chamber match. Like, is she going to be... Yeah, it's a career ender. Like, do you think they're going to write her out of that match too and then have her come back and help Bailey? Like, do you think... Well, you can't... Yeah, you can't write her out of the match. It's interesting Well, and that- then, like, do a spot where she's, like, on, on, on the mat outside the chamber for a oh, while okay. or something. Okay. Throw her through a pod. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, classic elimination chamber stuff right there. But, yeah... Huh. It's it's definitely interesting that they're pretty much favored to win. Now they're going to be in first, and Sasha's got this injury. Injury. Like you're you're right. It's peculiar. Very. Um. I don't know. I I imagine that they think Sasha's going to be cleared to compete because otherwise, what the shit? Obviously. Yeah. And then we know on SmackDown that uh, Mandy uh, Mandy and Sonya will be the the SmackDown team starting. Right, right. Which I like that idea. I like that because they're inner brand titles that they, they chose to do that. We're going to be one Raw team, one SmackDown team starting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you think they'll alternate, I guess, Raw and SmackDown, like the entry order? Um. Well, you know how I am about randomization and numbers. So from that point forward, I guess it doesn't have to be. But I'm just happy that the first two teams starting are from opposing brands. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um. um who's your final pick to win? Sasha and Bailey. I mean, realistically. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> like, against all odds, apparently. Did you see the video they did with Nia and Tamina on SmackDown? Did you watch it? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I Tell me your... Do you yeah, know what I'm, I'm going to so say? Gl- I'm so glad you brought this up. Was it intentional that every time Tamina went to talk, <laughs> Nia just kept talking over her, right? <laughs> it was so awkward. Dude, That it feels like it wasn't intentional, like... Like, like Tamina was just supposed to be, like, saying things to just accentuate what Nia was saying, like, in between, but it definitely came off, like, every time, like, Nia would say something and leave a pause, and then as soon as Tamina would start talking, Nia would just say something else. Yeah, and I feel like it was, I mean, it was a pre-shot video, so you could have, like, edited it not to look like that, or, like, reshot it. It was so weird. 
Yeah, it was very bizarre. It was very I, awkward. I mean, I kind of hope it was done intentional. I was definitely laughing though because yeah, if anyone didn't see that, definitely go back and watch. If it was intentional, they did it subtly where it seemed like it couldn't have been, you know, or could have not been rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really weird. Yeah, yeah, but definitely funny. Oh God, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I do really hope that the Iconics, even if they, they don't win, that they really because they're one of the only teams in there that ha- well, not the one of the only teams. That's not true because Mandy, Sonia. The Riot Squad, they've all been teams, but I really want the Iconic to show some good heel work and them not to be afterthoughts, which I am afraid they could be based upon their presentation up until this point. Yeah, I could see why you would think that. And and they really were a team like well before this, the championships were anywhere on the horizon, like before anybody else. So that's really the reason I'm a big advocate for them being the first champions. Yeah, they're the longest running team in the in the chamber match. Yeah, yeah, just the longest running women's team. Period. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, um, but you think oh, your prediction is Sasha Bailey? Okay, I figured. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so some uh, a segment that I liked on SmackDown. I saw that you liked it on Twitter. Was um, the yeah, Miz and on SmackDown? Uh, Miz, uh, what they call it? McMiz TV. McMiz TV. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with the Usos. I thought this was very nicely done. Definitely. Definitely. I thought the Usos rose to the occasion. Absolutely. Like, And I was not expecting this, uh, the super kick ending, too. It was very sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Even when even when Miz went to speak and, and the one Uso just slapped the mic out of his hand, it was just like, you know, it felt like there was real animosity between them. It just felt like off the cuff. It felt like it was like anything could happen up to and including, yeah, the super kick. Or kicks. Yeah. Now I, I'm gonna have a really big issue if Miz and Shane win straight up on Sunday. Dude, totally. Me too. I, I like they, a really big issue. They painted themselves into a corner. I mean, honestly, even if Miz and Shane don't win, but it's mainly because like one of them turns on the other or something, like I won't even really be satisfied there because under no circumstances should Miz and Shane, you know, like well, Usos were totally right to be laughing at the idea of them being the best team in the world. Absolutely. Like, out of anyone, the Usos especially deserve that title over anyone else. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. Shane and Miz should just get beaten, and then that can cause dissension between them from there. Yeah, and also, don't for, I don't know if you've read, but the Usos have not negotiated a new contract yet. You're kidding. When is their contract and up? After WrestleMania. They're not going to. No, the, they're not going to. WWE's not going to let them go, I don't think. I mean, I, now we're in this era where it's it's a lot it's a lot easier to walk away. So I mean, and this could be an impetus for them to if they if Vince says we want to do the job for Miz and Shane, I don't think it bodes well for contract negotiations. Yeah, no, it, I could see why you would say that, but I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to believe that WWE would let them go. You know, with AEW, I mean, well, AJ Styles was- could go too, technically. He's another one who's, yeah. who's on the radar to get picked up by EW. I feel the exact same way I do about him, about the Usos. WWE would be stupid to let them go for because of AEW, but also in general. they, you know, Both the Usos and AJ Styles, WWE should want to be you know, fixtures, like, like a part of the, you know, I guess a flagship. I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, but I mean, it's not up to, I mean, WWE, I mean, even Kenny Omega recently spoke very highly of WWE's, you know, negotiations the same way the Young Bucks did. Not a bad word was said. It wasn't about lack of money or anything like that. Right. It just, it could be on their own choice that they want to go in a different direction. It wouldn't be WWE's fault if they don't resign. I don't think it'll be anything wrong with the deal. I just think that, I don't know, AEW seems to be a pretty major player. 
And well, if they get Dean Ambrose, maybe it doesn't matter. If they get Dean Ambrose, if they get the Usos, especially if they get AJ Styles, then yeah, they definitely are unquestionably an immediate massive competitor to WWE. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin. I'm reading on Wikipedia that this is a no disqualification match. That's the first I'm hearing of this. Yeah, okay. I mean, it would make sense because... It would. I just didn't know until now. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know until you said it just now, so breaking news. Um, I mean, I really hope Braun Strowman wins and Baron Corbin is nowhere near the main event scene, although something tells me McIntyre will get involved and this is leading to a big clusterfuck at WrestleMania somehow. I don't know what, but I just think that they've all been too intertwined for too long. Yeah, that's what it definitely feels like, but I mean, they've already... You know, they. I, I was thinking when all that shit was going down on Monday night, like, well, they're going to just build this to a six-man at WrestleMania, but then they did this six-man on Monday night. It's like, what What else could it be building to? I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that the six-man isn't going to be at WrestleMania because I don't find that WrestleMania worthy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, and I'm almost not even looking forward to knowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same here. Uh, so I'm going to say Strowman wins. Yeah, it seems like a safe bet. Um, although the no disqualification thing kind of will protect him. So right. I don't know, but right. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Protecting um, Strowman. We talked about this a little bit, the handicap match for the IC title, Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. Um, I, I'm kind of 50, 50 on this. I think it's a little unpredictable what they could do here. Yeah. I almost want Balor to win the title at WrestleMania and kind of give him, I mean, Rollins may have a bigger WrestleMania moment. Well, he's had the biggest WrestleMania moment wow. already, yeah. but, um, you know, they gave him the title last year at WrestleMania. It kind of felt like a big deal. Um, yeah. I would like that for Balor um, to kind of extend it to then. Um, you wouldn't get deja vu a little bit, though, from Seth? I mean, like, as um, opposed to just having him win it before and then to successfully defend it at WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I mean, that would be fine, too. I, you know, I'm not, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Sure. Why not? I'd love to see something better than Finn versus Bobby Lashley for the Intercontinental title. All the way at WrestleMania. Well, like, same, yeah. If they're trying to stretch that out, you know, have Finn win it by pinning Leo Rush, and then at Fastlane, you can have him beat Bobby Lashley clear out, and then, you know, hopefully book a way better match for Mania. I would have liked to see Finn versus Dean at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, that could be good. That could definitely Demon be good. Demon Finn. Finn Ambrose. Um, <laughs> oh, you said Demon. Uh, did we give predictions for the SmackDown Tag Title match? What we actually thought was going to happen? Oh, no, I don't think so. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. It is very tough. I'm going to predict the Usos. Yeah, I don't think that's out on a limb. I mean... Well, yeah, it's just a story they've been talking about Miz and Shane. It would feel a little sudden if they're... Unless, like we said, it's leading to the... This is the angle where the breakup happens. Yeah. Um, It would, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they somehow get a fluke win. What if Mandy Rose does something... She probably wouldn't. Uh, right? I yeah, she's in the chamber. I kind of write out. It's the same way I write out the Riot Squad for the R- Ronda Ruby match. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go with maybe. The Usos I mean, too. maybe. I'm gonna go with the yeah. Usos too. Okay. Because I don't like. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to live in a world where Miz and Shane beat the Usos straight up. Yeah, I don't want to live in that world either. <laughs> and Hopefully I won't want to live it on Sunday. Yeah. Same. Um, pre-show match: Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, I hope Buddy Murphy continues to hold the Cruiserweight Championship as long as possible. Yeah. Definitely. So there's that. Okay. Um, Ditto. I don't know. I think I told you, but I really want to see Chad Gable uh, break away from Bobby Roode and go to 205 Live. I think he could have really phenomenal matches and he could be like the baby face centerpiece of that brand. Yeah. I am definitely down for that. I, I would 
especially breaking him away from Bobby Roode because their team just makes no sense to me. Like even on Monday night, I was thinking, you know, it does like Bob. It, it was a great tag team match, but it doesn't make sense that Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are such so good at working together because you know there's such a short history. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I'm down for that. Okay. Ronda versus Ruby. I mean, God, I, I, Ronda, I don't even think there's much to say about it. Yeah. This match has happened already, by the way. Ronda versus Ronda Ruby. Beat, Ronda beat, beat Ruby like shortly into her career. Yeah, I think I remember that. Um, um, yeah, I, I think this match shouldn't even be happening. Like, you know, we know it's we know Ronda's defending the title at WrestleMania, so it's just it's unfortunate for Ruby again that she's going into a match with such overwhelming odds. Like like, you know, nobody thinks she's gonna win and she's not. Yeah. Um one thing I don't like that they're not doing is that Stephanie and Triple H were like directly related with Ronda Rousey this time last year, and that like I would have really liked to comment like, you know, we couldn't beat Ronda last year. What makes you think that you can? Like they're just ignoring the fact that like it's going to be a year since Ronda's debut. She's going to probably be in the main event. And then yeah. like the people who were like in the middle of the storyline literally fought her last year. I think it's like a weird thing. They're not acknowledging. Well, I mean, it would, almost, Stephanie it would did... almost make their inclusion make more sense. Yeah. Stephanie did say to Becky, you know, she alluded to that. She would like to see Becky kick Ronda's ass. So, I mean, there's that true. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, um, and now we have what I am pretty sure will main event or should main event is the elimination chamber match for the WWE championship. Yeah, it definitely should main event. Um, we talked about the great gauntlet that was, uh, this past week, how Randy Orton, I saw, I really liked how that was done too, by the way, how we came in like that because yeah. it salvaged Randy and AJ as a singles match. Yeah. Saved and it, for a it made day. sense. It didn't really hurt AJ that much the way it happened. No. Yeah. Um, I, I really like that a lot. Uh, so Randy's going to enter last. Um, I'm like pretty sure Dana Bryan's retaining, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to say. He's got that title. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, everyone keeps saying that. WWE is like a billion-dollar company. I think it's possible that, you know, Vince can afford to like make a belt and then like only use it for a period of time. I don't think that's the only reason why I think Dana Bryan's going to win. Yeah, it's not I the think only. if we base it over like, you know, we talk about, you know, like people think about Becky and Rollins, you know, Dana Bryan's been consistent and this is coming from a non Dana Bryan fan. And I think that his work has deserved him to get a pretty premier match at WrestleMania. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think he'll be fighting. Yeah. I, I, I'm very confident he'll come out of the chamber with the title. And I think, um, I think Rey Mysterio is definitely the WrestleMania match for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking the same thing. It's weird that him and Andrade are totally off the card for Elimination Chamber, though. I mean, I'm not too upset. I mean, I do wish there was a segment of some sort this week, and they kind of continued it. But I am, you know, the closer it gets to WrestleMania, the more hope I have that they'll get a premier singles match on the Mania card. I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, the less, the less amount of matches that we have with them, the more we can extend the feud, which is what I want to see. Yeah. But, so... If you were wishful booking WrestleMania, you would have Andrade versus Ray, and then John Cena challenged Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. Uh, uh, well, if I was wishful booking, I think I would do Ray versus Andrade for the number one contendership and have it end in a no contest and have Andrade in the WWE title match. But that'll never happen. 
I mean, I did, I did just say wishful booking. Oh, have a triple threat um, match and have a triple threat match. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's wishful booking. Reach for the stars. But um, yeah, that's the name of the game. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to do Andrade versus Ray. I think that they both have cases for why they should have a number one contendership match for being left out of the chamber match and having great matches on SmackDown the preceding weeks. Yeah. Um, I think you're probably right. It'll be Ray versus Andrade for the number one contendership, and Ray will just win straight up. At Fastlane. Yeah. I mean, we still have R-Truth as U.S. champion. You wouldn't know it. Maybe they just put the U.S. title on Andrade at WrestleMania. Yeah, or give him a title, just a one-on-one match for it. I mean, not against R-Truth, against someone better, obviously. Like, have somebody well, have better to... win it from our truth and then have Andrade challenge that person at WrestleMania. Who? Yeah. I should have expected that follow up question, probably. Um, um, I mean, Mustafa Ali would be a, a, well, he's a baby face. Yeah. Mustafa Ali would be fucking awesome. Yeah, but then you'd have to get a reason for why our truth would. All right, fine. So then Andrade beats our truth for the title and then defends it against Mustafa Ali. That would be, a, you know, I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be. Definitely a good, nice profile match for them at WrestleMania, for sure. Yeah, and, and I do have to give some love to Mustafa Ali. It, it, you know, he's, I mean, I do think, as much as I think he's been too fast-tracked on the main roster, it does suck that he was going to possibly, well, most likely be in the main event of a pay-per-view and he gets, you know, pulled because of a concussion. That does kind of suck. Yeah, is that what it was? I didn't even know that's what it was. Yeah, they said it was concussion. What did you think about his promo? On SmackDown. Um, about I, it. I, I, I think um, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm not a super huge fan, but I don't think that takes away from the quality of his work, promo-wise or in-ring-wise. Yeah. It's just my own personal preference. It seems very, like, a little too unnatural for me sometimes. When he's cutting promos? Yeah, like, I feel like he, he wants to come off natural, but it, it just, I get this, like, you know... Um, going to rise to the top i don't know it's hard to explain it's a yeah. personal preference thing i don't think i should judge him for it really yeah yeah i liked i liked what he said i mean given the circumstances the way that he kind of just uh communicated what you know the heartbreak with like you said being pulled from the match last minute yeah i mean i like this week's a lot more i mean he did one last week with the mask in his hand i thought that was corny yeah yeah definitely so I, did. I, was much I like this week's yeah, yeah definitely yeah for sure um i i is there anything else I mean, no, that's, that's, I think we, I mean, I mean, I went through all my notes. Yeah, no, I think we about covered everything. I mean, you know, it's, it's elimination chamber. Like we, you know, there's certain things that, I don't know. I think we covered like the big things and everything else just kind of can wait, I guess, till after. What do you, what do you think about, um, like, I guess we kind of talked about the idea of uh, Charlotte getting involved at, well, like, you you think that she's not going to get too involved in the women's title match? I think she'll probably beat up um, Ronda after the match or something, or there's going to, I don't think she'll get involved in the actual um, victory. I think Ronda will beat Ruby really quickly, and there will be, like, an in-ring angle of some sort where Charlotte attacks Ronda just to kind of build up that feud a little more now, too. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. That's kind of where I see that going. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. They're going to be trying to, you know, include Charlotte, like, you know, make up for the perception, I guess, that Charlotte isn't as involved in the feud as Ronda and Becky are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'll kind of do that, I guess. All right. So um, thank you for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at up 11 my name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. Oh, yeah. 
follow the show on Twitter at wishfulbooking, like us on Facebook at wishfulbookingpod, and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. And uh, try not to get eliminated on Sunday. <laughs> or unless you have a better I, thing I, to say about it. No, I mean, I was going to say you can meet us in the chamber, but that wouldn't make sense because the next time they hear us, we will be out of the chamber. So I like yours better. <laughs> Thanks. We're in the pod. This is, this is our... I should have came up with something for pod, but I didn't. So <laughs> just imagine a clever thing. We're in the pod. It's a pod. Oh, shit, our pod's about to open. We'll talk to you guys next week. So long. Oh, I nailed it right at the buzzer. <laughs>